the glass and in. Not killing his beat to do. It's a third win against the top ten. And the orange had him all the way. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into my heart. Three for the win battle. Bang! Boom! It's the orange doing it again. The cardiac juice comes through on the road one more time. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Alongside Seth Goldberg, I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Monday edition of Orange Nation. We are brought to you in part by Duntire. 315-437-7644 is the number if you like to get involved. We do have Floyd Little set to join us at the top of our number two, as he does every Monday. We'll talk some SU football with Floyd. I did catch up earlier today, Seth, uh, with Jerry McNamara over at the Mellow Center as the basketball squad prepares uh, for its preseason opener Wednesday night inside the dome, so we'll uh, we'll get to that conversation uh, coming up at some point uh, today. Uh, but we begin with what was just a fantastic weekend, Seth, in in sports in general across the board. It really was, and, and it kicked off Friday night with a lot of local interest in that Florida State BC game. I, I can't believe how bad Florida State is. I just i I know what the is record Florida is. State I know bad or is Boston College really good, Steve? Florida State is bad. And maybe BC, may, maybe maybe BC is better than we thought. I don't. We talked about this no, towards I, the end of last week that you know, Florida State's really bad. No, that that Florida State's just really bad right now. I, I just I I don't understand it. Um, but in any event, uh, you know we'll we'll talk some SU football as the show moves along. Dino Babers. Just wrapping up his weekly press conference. Didn't have one last week, obviously, because of the bye, but just wrapped up his weekly press conference uh, over at the football complex. So we'll we'll get some some thoughts in from Dino, and we'll talk some SU football as the show moves along. We saw Ohio State rally to knock off Penn State uh, on Saturday in a fantastic game. TCU lost. Um, very fascinating uh, Sunday of, of NFL action. As you know, I was uh, in Buffalo uh, for the Bills Raiders. And, you know, we do our top five, bottom five uh, every Tuesday. It's getting to the point where the Bills are under consideration. Uh, and I know that, you know, it's easy for people around here to, to laugh about them. Um, but if if this Bills team was, say, I don't know, Cincinnati or Tennessee, if it wasn't the Buffalo Bills, I, I feel like people would be taking them a lot more seriously. This team's pretty good. There are nine yeah. teams in the league right now. Nine teams in the league. They have two losses or less. The Buffalo Bills are one of them. And, yeah. and yesterday was not a fluke. I don't know if you saw any of the games. I did. They dominated that thing. I don't want to say start to finish because the Raiders went down and, and scored. And, and early on, you know, Oakland played well. Uh, but Buffalo dominated the final three quarters of that game. They really did. No, and, and to your point, I, I think that it is time to take the Bills uh, seriously or, uh, or or talk about them a, a little bit more. Uh, they are good. They are. They they've got the looks of a playoff team right now, and uh, I, I know that that's going to scare you, Bills fans. Yeah, uh, it does a little bit. But they've got the looks of a playoff team, right? And in Tyrod Taylor didn't throw for a lot of yards, but was effective, right? He completed passes. Lashawn McCoy had a fantastic game. Um, there, there's a lot there to like. I think. I mean, they they won in weather, which they're going to have to do coming down the stretch here, playing home games in Buffalo, uh, and all of a sudden they're five and two, and they're perfect at home, uh, and you know they they look good. Um, I, I was joking with somebody over the weekend. Uh, you know, they they said, "Oh, who are the Jets playing? The Falcons? Oh, are the Falcons good?" And I said, "Well, they're. I don't know if they're good. I think they're just different levels of mediocre in the NFL this year." 
And like the Bills seem to be at the high spectrum of that of that level of average, right? Like they they seem to be at the high end of that spectrum of mediocre. I think we would all agree Chiefs, Patriots, Eagles in some order are the three best teams right yes. now. And then after that it gets awfully murky. And you can make a case you want to put the Rams, you want to put the Bills, you Th- want to That's put, my point. You could make a case for yeah. another 5 to 7 the teams. Steelers? Yeah. But you, the Bills are in that conversation. Yes, and and I guess that's Absolutely. my point, is that if they had a different name, if this team had a different logo on its helmet, we would be saying, wow, they're good. They're good. And, and LaShawn McCoy is having a great season, and that quarterback's all right. And oh, by the way, they, they lead the league in, in turnovers, yep. uh, which uh, turnover margin, which um, it's a recipe for success. I mean, yesterday they went up against... A very good team, I think, in Oakland. Now, obviously, the record isn't indicative of that at this point. I think Oakland's pretty good, and the Bills turned them over three times and, again, controlled that game, controlled the line of scrimmage. You brought up the weather. I can I can speak to the weather. It was not nice there uh, for three quarters. Um, the Raiders wanted no part of it. They, they wanted no part of the game. They wanted no part of the weather. Uh, the Bills... They pushed him around up front, and McCoy had a great day, and the defense played fantastic again. Um, it's a it's a fun team to watch, and they're they're yeah. starting to believe that they can win. So again, that's a topic for another day. I mean, we can get more into that tomorrow. You could try to talk me out of putting the Bills at number five, and I'm hesitant. Like I I get it. Like you I, don't want to. Right? I I get it. Like I know why. You know, we've been fooled before. Um, I I get why. You know, Bills fans are skeptical. Not even Bills fans, just. Football fans across the board are skeptical about, you know, well, are the Bills really for real at five and two? I think they are. Like, I, you know, define for real. I mean, are they going to contend for a Super Bowl? Probably not. No, are they but a, playoff a playoff team? team. Yeah, I mean, if the playoffs ended today, they're the they, five seed. They look like a playoff team to me. Yeah, they uh, they do to me as well. And at, at no point yesterday in the second half did I feel like here we go again. Bills are in trouble. They're going to find a way to lose this game. No, you don't no. get that sense with this team. You you get that this that you get the sense this team believes it can win, knows how to win. Uh, you get that it's it's different. And I know you know Sean McDermott. That was a big thing that he preached the moment he walked in the door in Orchard Park was a culture change. Yeah. And, and I think he, you know, in a short period of time, he, he's he's changing the culture. And um, again, it's it's exciting for, for Bills fans. Uh, talk about Barry in the lead, though. How about the World Series game last that night? That was awesome. That was incredible. It was, I'm not even emotionally invested Me in either. this series or in either one I'm of these teams. I'm happy I'm not. I was exhausted by the end of that game. Like, it, it was. Well, it was 1.30. It, it was 1.30. Um, so everybody's moving a little slow today. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know. I, was, I, st- I still got seven hours of sleep. I was a little disappointed when the Dodgers tied it up at 12 because then I thought to myself, oh, I got to stay up longer now. Now, fortunately, it wasn't too much longer. Um, and that was the way that that entire game went, especially late in the game. What a series this has been! What a game that was last night! And again, I I just I was like emotionally done after after that game. I was I was ready for bed at one thirty. Um, but the the Dodgers just squander uh, you know an enormous opportunity to go up three two and take that series back home. Could you imagine? And now uh, very much advantage Astros. Could you imagine what the reaction would have been if you told Dave Roberts before the game you have Clayton yeah, Kershaw? We'll on give the him mound. a four run lead. And no, forget that. You have Clayton Kershaw on the mound, and over the course of the game, you're going to score 12, score 12 runs, runs, and you're going to lose. I mean, what what's the reaction there, right? Like, what's the reaction there? And, and um, I, I guess the only saving grace for the Dodgers is that, yeah, you're going home, um, and yes, 
we get uh, I get it that uh you know it, Justin Verlander's on the mound, but you know Justin Verlander was on the mound in that game too, and he let up three runs over six innings. And if he only goes six innings, that Astros bullpen is a dumpster fire, right? Like like the Astros need Justin Verlander to go the whole game. Now you need your starter to go the whole game too because your bullpen's been a mess uh, and, and has been overused and overworked. Uh, but man, could you? I I I can't even sum up what happened last night. Um, but I will say this: if Juiced Baseballs gave us that, give me all the Juiced Baseballs <laughs> in the world. Keep juicing the baseballs. Keep making them uh, shiny and and not scuffed and slick, so that you can't throw a slider. Keep giving me that. I don't care. It was like a video game. It was. It was like sitting on the now, couch with your buddy in college and you're playing Major League Baseball and it was anything you could do, I could do better, and no lead was safe. And but it Steve, was, that it, that wasn't, was, it didn't seem like a World Series game. That wasn't one of those realistic video games. That was like uh, Backyard Baseball where you had the kids, uh, or it was like MLB Slugfest where if you got three homers in a row, your players lit on fire and you could punch people off bases and... Like, like that's the video game. It was like, it was not like 2K, right? Like, it wasn't realistic. It was like this other alternate universe of baseball where it was if you like get you found on the cheat fight, code, right? It was like you found the cheat code and you, like the, you could hit a yes, home run whenever you needed exactly, to. Exactly, exactly. It was like that that game where if you hit three home runs in a row, you're on fire, and as long as you make as long as you make contact, it's going 500 feet. There were so many twists and turns uh, last night and key plays and managerial decisions. Uh, the one that jumps out to me is the the use of, of Brandon Morrow in that game. And I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Morrow put it on himself after the game. Um, it was the first time in his career that he pitched three days in a row. He was not supposed to be... Uh, available right. to Dave Roberts. And he had been a starter up until basically this season. Right. And he's been so good. He's pitched in every postseason game, by the way, this year, except for one. But he has never pitched three days in a row in his career. And he was supposed to be unavailable for this game. And he talked Dave Roberts into using him. And then afterwards, Brandon Morrow put it on himself, said it was selfish for him to try to push his way into the game. For those of you who didn't see it, Dodgers are up 8-7. Morrow comes into the game, proceeds to give up four runs, doesn't get anybody out. And he goes threw from six an pitches and gave up four runs. 8-7 impressive. To an 11-8 deficit, he comes out, and yeah, the Dodgers came back and tied it and forced extra innings, and and so that isn't, I guess, what lost them the game, um, but they had the lead at the time, right. and if he's able to hold the lead, then you turn it over to Jansen, and and you know most likely game over. Yeah. Uh, although who knows with this series, uh, no lead seems to be safe. I wanted to get your thoughts on that, and who do you point the finger to? Do you point it tomorrow for wanting to no, pitch? Do you point no. it to Dave Roberts, or do you just say you just tip your cap to the Astros and say, you know what? They, you know, they made the swings. They took advantage of a guy who was coming in and clearly wasn't a hundred percent. I mean, do you do you place blame on on the Dodgers either two parties or do you just kind of tip your cap to the Astros? Uh, I put it on Dave Roberts. I put it on Dave Roberts. Uh, you said you weren't going to pitch him, and to the Astros' credit, they said they weren't going to pitch Ken Giles. No matter how no matter how hairy it got, right and. And Davinsky was terrible and allowed three runs in the ninth. But it didn't matter because Ken Giles wasn't coming in to back him up because he's been so terrible, not just in the World Series, but over the course of the playoffs. He's been awful, right? So you couldn't play, you couldn't pitch him. So the difference and, is Morrow's been good. Right. But he's also been worked two days in a row and has never gone three days in a row. 
And you said, but my point being, you said before the game he was not pitching. And the Astros said the same thing before the game. Ken Giles will not close out this game. So once you got to the ninth inning, you knew Ken Giles wasn't pitching. You said before the game, Brandon Morrow is not pitching. You shouldn't be changing your mind in the game just because, and I've never heard this before, he got on the bullpen phone and talked to you. I've never heard of a pitcher doing that before. And I guess if I'm the manager, that would be fairly convincing to me. Like, that would be a reason for me to put him in the game. Uh, but I, I I think that goes on on Roberts. And then at, at that point, then it's all on the Astros. Good job hitting pitches that, that you should have crushed. That Springer home run, I've never seen a ball hit like that. I mean, that thing went uh, above the train tracks. I, that was insane. And it got out in like 2.5 yeah. seconds. Yeah, like it got out right away and went 400-something feet. Uh, you know, uh, there were just some balls hit last night. Yasiel Puig hit a home run with one hand on his bat. You know, like there were just some baseballs hit last night that, that defy logic. Carlos Correa hit a pop-up in any other stadium, and it went out because they have that stupid box in left field. Like there were just some ba- there there were just some hits that defied logic and and defied uh, reasoning, um, and and I go to another thing right off the top of my head. How about that over the fat over the last 150 years? Right, we've been playing baseball for 150 years. We can't figure out a better thing to yell than go or no <laughs> to send a runner from third. Like the, they rhyme, they can get mixed up. How have we not figured this out? That's a good. It's point. been 150 years. That's a good point. What would you prefer they go with? I don't know. Run, I, run I don't, or stop? I don't go, stop or go. I don't have. I don't have an answer. But but that's amazing to me that like you got caught on the mic saying. Go, go, go. Oh, I thought you were saying no, so I didn't go. Yeah. Like, that, that was mind-blowing. That could have been the difference in the game. Yeah, I mean, it, talk about it being a game of inches. I mean, again, so many twists and turns and ups and downs, and, and now the Astros head home off day today, game six tomorrow, and they've got, uh, or, I'm sorry, they, they go back to L.A., but the Astros have the 3-2 lead, and they've got Justin Verlander uh, on the mound, a chance to close this thing out. Of course, we thought, you know, Dodgers, great shape. They got Kershaw, and then they right. go home, and they'll have two right. chances to close out. Kershaw has a four-run lead. It didn't end up And then uh, got mattering. another three-run lead. Yeah, it just, it, it Incredible. that game made no sense. This series really has not made much sense. Uh, and I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. You know, yes, I would like the Yankees in this series, but if I if the Yankees were in this series and this is what we got, I like I was emotionally taxed last night watching two teams that I didn't care about. I'm so happy my team is not in this series. <laughs> Can you imagine so, if oh whichever goodness. team loses this series, like being that fan base, like I you know, it's it's tough enough getting up for work today and you know, well, I watched that game and it went on forever. If I if I'm a Dodgers fan today, I Although they, they could you imagine they've if got three game, hours difference. Could you over there, imagine but, if that game ended the series? Yeah, I mean, how does that sit with you? Right. I, I mean, that would be that that would be heartbreaking, wouldn't it? If if well, that were if that were a game seven or an elimination game, that would be heartbreaking. It might be the last time we see Kershaw in this series. And I don't that, think so. It, it might be. Well, it, unless it goes to a game. If it, if they close down game six, we're not seeing Kershaw in game six. No, but he could pitch so, in game seven. Right, but I'm saying if the Astros close it out in game six, and if I'm Kershaw, and that's how my season ends, and that's how my World Brutal. Series appearance ends, Brutal. knowing I had a four-run lead and a chance to give my team and, a 3-2 edge going home. And you know what he did? He did everything that all the Clayton Kershaw haters wanted him to do, right? Like, he he did everything that the Clayton Kershaw haters wanted him to do. It was like he, you know, he he blew a lead. 
They got another one for him, and he blew a lead again, and he didn't get through five innings, and he didn't strike anybody out, and he didn't pitch well, and he was letting up home runs. It was everything that people who want to play into this narrative of Clayton Kershaw can't pitch the big game. Like, he did everything in that game last night to back that up. And that's that's going to sit with him unless he gets a chance to pitch again or unless the Dodgers are able to rally and win two at home and, and win this series in seven. Until uh, he that's going to sit with him. Until he comes out of the bullpen in game seven to close it out. It could happen. I, I mean, anything could happen in this series the way that it's been. It's been a, a whole lot of fun to watch. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to get involved. We do need to close out this first segment, though, on a, on a serious note. And, Seth, I know you saw it. I woke up and, and immediately went to Twitter and, and, and saw this story. And, and so I just I want to put it out there. If you haven't had a chance to read uh, Brianna Stewart's uh, article on the Players' Tribune, uh, you definitely want to check it out. In, in case you didn't see it today, uh, Brianna Stewart uh, came out and uh, and and said that she was molested as a child from uh, the age of nine through the age of eleven, and it's a it's a tough story to talk about, Seth, uh, for so many reasons. Uh, I give her a lot of credit; she's an a, an amazingly brave person and courageous person. Those words almost don't feel like they they do her justice to 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 come out and talk about something like that, um, knowing you know that I I've got a daughter. I I, I can't imagine what that has how that affected her how it affected her family um but i just want to put it out there in case people didn't get a chance to see it please go read it uh players tribune i tweeted it out incredible uh, at stephen fonte nc9 it's you you can find it go to the players tribune um but i i do give her a lot of credit seth for um for coming forward and uh, and being a part of this this me too campaign and 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 talking about something so personal and so private and hoping you know and she says in the article that her hope is that she can save someone else by telling her story that she was afraid to tell anyone yeah. um and that she um she wants to 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 save someone down the road and so i i do give her a lot of credit for speaking out yeah and uh to her credit, uh, whether it's been this or any other of the the issues, agree or disagree with her stance on them, uh, she has used her platform to be active and and give a voice to some of these causes that she she finds important. Um, and I think that is uh, I think that's uh, important for for athletes to do. And and Brianna Stewart has certainly done that. All right. So again, if uh, you haven't had a chance to read it, uh, go to the Players Tribune. Check it out. Uh, we do need to take a timeout. We'll be back after this on ESPN Radio. Steven Seth back with you on a Monday edition of Orange Nation. We are powered by Drivers Village. Floyd Little set to join us at the top of our number two. Phone lines remain open, 315-437-7644. We could talk SU football. We could talk SU basketball. Uh, we can talk NFL if you'd like, and we can certainly talk uh, World Series. I'm done with predictions, Seth, in this World Series. So tomorrow <laughs> on the show, right, as we wrap fair. things up, I'm, I'm not giving a prediction in Game 6. I well, have no idea what's going to happen. I'm wrong because I said Dodgers in 6 before the series. That can no longer happen. That cannot happen. Um, but just in the, the case of, you know, Justin Verlander's taken to the mound in Game Six, and you think, all right, they've got all the momentum. They've got Verlander on the mound. Momentum it's gonna be, isn't a thing. It's good, right? It's it not doesn't a matter, thing. right? Yeah. I mean, we thought, well, Kershaw, you know, four run lead. He's he's got this, and uh, it turns out to be thirteen twelve uh, in ten innings. And as as they say, that's why they play the game. Seven home runs hit last night. You just threw me a stat. Uh, eight batters walked last night. All of them scored. That is not a World Series record, by the way. What the that's, home runs? No, 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 the no, walks. The walks. That sounds like it would have been a record, right? Like eight people walk, all of them scored. What do you think the World Series record for walks all scoring is? 
I don't think it can be much more than that. I'll say 10. It is 10. Okay. In Game 3 of the 1997 World Series. There you go. Interesting. I, I, I mean, that's like the, the saying is walks kill you, right? Like we, we know that is the saying. Walks will kill you. Walks will kill you. Uh, eight people who walked last night scored. That, that's mind-blowing. I mean, that's, uh, that's taking that cliche to the extreme. Are you surprised, and I know you mentioned this to me before the show, uh, that the World Series outdrew the NFL last night? I am surprised. Does that say more about this series and how exciting it's been? Does it say more about the the matchup we had uh, Steelers-Lions last night? I think that it says more about the series. Or I would like to think that it says more about the series. Um, I was surprised, to be totally honest, that 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 number uh, was that high over the football game. Usually the numbers are, are like flipped where the football game will do like a, a 12 and a half rating and the baseball game will do like a nine and a half uh, or probably even lower. Let's be realistic. Um, I was, I was very surprised that the baseball game outrated it. I think it has to do with the series because game one, you had a fantastic game, right? You had an unbelievable pitching matchup game two. You just had a wild back and forth uh, with, with all the home runs and extra innings and you just had some fun stuff. Uh, game three, you had uh, the U Darvish thing, and, and that got uh, some recognition, I think, from some of the more casual sports fans with Yulieski Guriel. Uh, game five was just kind of like game four. You know, the, it, it was just a game. Like it, it was a good baseball game, a solid baseball game. Uh, and then game five last night, I think that you had people who started seeing what was going on online, and I think don't underestimate. Uh, Twitter and don't underestimate the power of social media and people saying, oh my goodness, look at what's happening. Uh, I, I don't know how many times I tweeted, oh my God, this game last night uh, or, or something along those lines of like, I don't even know what to say. Uh, and, and I think that if you're out there watching and you're, you know, just a, a sports fan who's on Twitter and kind of picking what to watch. You know, maybe you were watching Curb Your Enthusiasm and it got done and you're like, oh, what do I watch? Oh, that game looks entertaining. You know, like, or, or you're watching whatever show on a Sunday night, NCIS or whatever's on. You're like, oh, that 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 game seems like it's entertaining. Let's go there. Shark Tank, whatever it is. I like Shark Tank. I do too. Uh, but I was riveted last night yes. to, to the World Series and it was a long game and we stayed up late and everybody's tired today, it, it was worth it. I mean, what a, what a game was worth this, this series has been fantastic. It's one of those series that you don't want to see end. Uh, to the phone lines we go. Uh, Steve in North Syracuse up first today on Orange Nation. Hey, Steve. Hi. I, I've got several comments on different subjects. Yeah. I'll be brief with each one. Uh, firstly, uh, SU has four games left, and two of them appear to be against uh, good teams and two of them against bad teams. <laughs> I know where uh, you're going with this. Unfortunately, <laughs> the good teams, we got them in the dome. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. so, so if, 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 if you're tuning into any show and somebody says, I'm an expert on college football, yeah. turn the station, because nobody's an expert on college football. <laughs> uh, the, the, the second observation is, what would it be like to be a Houston sports fan and to have watched that uh, uh, Texans Seahawks game, and then tuned into the baseball game. I mean, you've, you've, you've seen one of the great NFL regular season games that has ever been played, and then you watch one of the great World Series games that has ever been played, and you're up till 
2 o'clock in the morning. That must have been an amazing experience. Just as a neutral fan watching those, it was an amazing thing. Can you imagine, Steve, if the Astros had lost that game and if you were a Houston sports fan and you yeah. lived through the Texans, uh, that back-and-forth affair with the Seahawks losing that one, and then if you somehow dropped that one in, in uh, extra innings to the Dodgers, that would have been brutal. Okay. Now, I have two more serious subjects. One, I just want to... Second, your your uh, your motion there that everybody should read the Brianna Stewart article because she she's one of our own, but she's also one of many young people that have gone through something like that, and uh, society needs to be more aware of these things. And the final thing I want to ask you, uh, I, I would like to hear more coverage from the news media about what happened at the Cicero North Syracuse Corcoran game. Friday night, because it seems to me that uh, some crimes may have been committed there. Uh, we, we, we don't even know the, the names of the injured players who might not play in the, in the next round, and they're talking about a guy was stopped on, had cleat marks on his face, and uh, I, I really think that should be a news story as well as a sports story, but I haven't seen anything updated on that in a couple of days. I don't know if you have any any more information about whether the police are looking into it or, or what might happen there yeah i appreciate you checking in uh steve and yes a serious matter uh we actually did lead uh the news channel 9 newscast that night at 11 o'clock it was very much a, a news story and and yeah there were highlights from the game and we got to that later on but uh, steve's right i mean that was a, a very serious thing that that happened afterwards that was wild yeah, and you, were, you we, were there. Yeah, you, you lived it. You I texted was, me immediately. I was wrapping up our, our post-game coverage, and I think I had just kind of tossed to a break, and I turned around, and I was talking to somebody else in, in the booth, and there were a lot of people who were up in, in the box that we were in. And all of a sudden, I hear, whoa, fight. I turn around, and it, it was very calm handshakes when I was watching, and it quickly turned into just a brawl, right? Like, just all out, like... Both teams just in a mob at midfield. One of the other teams tried to come out and start warming up. They were like, oh, we're good. It's just a handshake line. Like, And all of a sudden, just a, a fight broke out, and, and I see somebody stumbling out to the side, and uh, you know some of the Corcoran players trying to be pulled back. Um, it, it was ugly, and you know I'm, I'm not shocked, to be totally honest. I'm not shocked that that happened. Uh, tempers started to flare in the third quarter. There was literally a punch thrown during game action that got a Corcoran player thrown out of the game. Uh, so I can't necessarily say I'm surprised that it overflowed into the post game, um, maybe by the magnitude of it. Uh, but I'm not surprised that something happened there. Yeah, in terms of an update on things, I know information has been uh, very difficult to. Uh to obtain in this matter we did uh talk with a member of the coaching staff afterwards and essentially we got a no comment and i get that it had just happened uh, i think we also have to keep in mind that you know we may be dealing with some minors here which again and right. I, I was out of town all day yesterday so i don't want to speak from a from a new ch- news channel 9 perspective but i i have heard some things i don't know what's on the record and off the record so i, I feel like i can't comment on it other than you know, when you're dealing with high school kids, you all the ducks need to be in a row before some of that stuff comes it. out. Yeah. So, um, again, I think we're going to have to leave it at, at, at that for now. But but Steve's right. Very serious matter uh, what took place uh, Friday night in that uh, that Class AA uh, semifinal game. You hope, first and foremost, that the kids are okay. And then, yes, when we have uh, some news to report, uh, we absolutely will do that. We do need to take another time out. 315-437-7644. Uh, we're back after this on Orange Nation.